0: Um, listen, I think I've demonstrated time and time again that defending uh, rights and freedoms is at the core of who I am and, quite frankly, is at the core of what Canada is. Uh, in this country, we defend each other's rights, uh, even when they're unpopular, as, as, as we've seen a couple of times. Um, at the same time, uh, we need to know that there is a difference between freedom of expression and acting on those uh, expressions and beliefs. And a a great example that that I was wondering whether you'd bring up uh, is the uh, current kerfuffle uh, around uh, the Canada Summer Jobs Program and expecting uh, that any uh, organization that gets funding uh, to bring young people through the Summer Jobs Program, which hundreds of thousands of young people go through, uh, will respect uh, the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Hey there.
1: Um- Dana from Can Learn English, and you are listening to the Can Learn English podcast. This is the number one podcast to help you learn English for Canada. So put on your toque, zip up your parka, and get ready to learn English for the Great White North. Learning a language takes so much work. I know this myself. I am a language learner too, but if you're listening to this podcast, then you are on your way to fluency. So just stop for a minute and congratulate yourself. If you want help getting to the next level, then I suggest that you join the Podcast Plus membership. This allows you to really develop your listening skills, your pronunciation, grammar, and more. And if you would like more information, just go to canlearnenglishpodcast.com. Again, canlearnenglishpodcast.com for more details. So how are you guys doing? What is new? This week I am super busy because we are getting ready to move. Now I'm not going very far. We're staying in Switzerland and we're only moving about 10 minutes away from where we are now. So, you know, it's not a huge move, but it's still going to be a lot of work. Our new place is a little bit bigger. So I've been looking to add some new pieces of furniture and I found this site that does buy and sell, you know, used goods. So, this is really exciting. I used to use the site kijiji.ca in Canada all the time to find, you know, stuff people don't want anymore that might be perfectly good that you can use for your home. So, we bought two nightstands this week. So, we had to drive a little bit to get them, but we got basically two for the price of one. So, this is a really great place to check out if you are trying to furnish your home in Canada, for example, is keygg.ca. I love it. You can filter by your city and you can find everything there from an apartment, a car, services, furniture, so much is listed there. And then if you are planning to move, you can also sell your stuff and make a few extra dollars. So I love buying used stuff. I think it's great for the environment. You're not adding to more waste on the planet. So great thing to do. That clip you listened in the beginning was Prime Minister Justin Trudeau again, and he was at a town hall meeting in Hamilton, Ontario. And a town hall is when the Prime Minister will travel around the country to meet with Canadians in a group setting. So they'll use community centers or university spaces, and the people will have an opportunity to ask the Prime Minister questions. And he usually will do this leading up to an election just to kind of get more face time with everybody. So he was at a Hamilton, Ontario town hall, and he was responding to a question from a student who asked him about his views on freedom of speech. And you'll hear that Trudeau referenced a kerfuffle about the summer jobs program. And I'm going to play it again now, just this portion of the clip, in case you missed it.
0: And a, and a great example that that I was wondering whether you'd bring up uh, is the uh, current kerfuffle uh, around uh, the Canada Summer Jobs Program.
1: So what does kerfuffle mean? Well, a kerfuffle is a disturbance or a commotion typically caused by a dispute or conflict. Now, this was used in the book, Harry Potter, by the author J.K. Rowling, and I'm going to read you the part of this book. In all the kerfuffle, nobody seemed to have noticed Harry, which suited him perfectly. So when there's a kerfuffle or a commotion going on, it's usually a kind of a little dramatic event. So in this case, there was a kerfuffle, some type of commotion, and nobody noticed Harry. Uh, Here's another example of how this is used in a sentence. It's not the only school with dress code issues. Almost every week, there's a local story about some kerfuffle over what kids wear to school. So a kerfuffle, a dispute, or a commotion or conflict. So where does kerfuffle come from? Well, fuffle was first used in Scottish English as early as the 16th century, and it meant to dishevel. And then the addition of a prefix, C-A-R, so carfuffle with a C, was possibly derived from Scottish Gaelic, which means wrong or awkward but this didn't really change the meaning of the word too much. And then in the 19th century, carfuffle, again spelled with a -A C-A-R, with its variant kerfuffle, C-U-R, became a noun. And in the 20th century, this word was embraced by a broader population of English speakers, and it was standardized to kerfuffle with a K-K-E-R-F-U-F-F-L-E, And there's kind of a dispute on how the spelling was altered and how that became, many people think that maybe it was changed to imitate words like kerplunk with a K-E-R. And it was just simply added for emphasis. So in our listen and repeat, we are going to use a sentence with the word kerfuffle so you can practice your pronunciation. So the sentence we're going to use is there was a kerfuffle when choosing the chairperson for the meeting. There. There was. There was a kerfuffle. There was a kerfuffle when choosing There was a kerfuffle when choosing the chairperson. There was a kerfuffle when choosing the chairperson for the meeting. There was a kerfuffle when choosing the chairperson for the meeting. Now, if you're still having a little bit of trouble with kerfuffle, let's just try kerfuffle. Kerfuffle. Okay, and usually in this section, I like to talk to you guys a little bit about some type of Canadian fact or historical event. So I was going to talk about the idea of freedom of expression in Canada and the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms. So just a little bit of background. The freedom of expression is protected by the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms, but the charter permits the government to enforce reasonable limits. So these are things like hate speech, obscenity, and defamation, which are restricted speech in Canada. So when I was looking into this, I thought, oh, this will be a great topic, but it's not that straightforward. This is a topic that has a lot of polarized views, meaning people on the right may think that the Canadian government goes too far in limiting the freedom of expression in Canada and the people on the left, you know, fully support this and think it's really important to protect minorities and people who might face discrimination, And I really had to be careful when I was researching this because I didn't want to find any, you know, news sources that weren't credible. I found some very interesting websites from the right side, people who want more freedom of expression in Canada. So I thought it would be good to talk instead a little bit about political correctness. And political correctness is when you avoid forms of expression or actions that are perceived to exclude or marginalize or insult groups of people who might be socially disadvantaged or discriminated against. And again, this is a very, you know, polarized topic. People would have very differing views on this. And Canadians tend to be quite politically correct. We're very sensitive to, you know, insulting or saying anything that might exclude or marginalize or insult certain groups. But I did find an interesting news article from Global News that said, most Canadians say that political rec- correctness has gone too far. So a group that runs surveys and you know looks at trends in population conducted an online survey and sampled 1,510 Canadian adults and asked them if they agreed or disagreed to the following statement, that the current climate of outrage over political correctness has just gone too far. So that is a statement. They were to say if they agreed or disagreed with that statement. And 76% said that they agreed with the statement, that in the current climate of outrage over political correctness, it's just gone too far. So more than three quarters of Canadians think that we maybe just have gone a little bit too far with this whole political correctness. And this survey found that most Canadians feel like they shouldn't need to censor themselves, but generally we do. So again, nearly three quarters of the people said that they sometimes or often avoid making certain comments because of other people that are present. So, what does this mean for you as a language learner? My advice would be just to keep in mind that Canadians are a little bit sensitive to political correctness. We do often in our speech try to avoid judging others or try to say anything that would cause, you know, other people to be offended. I did a lesson, a podcast lesson on gender-neutral language. So this is a really great place to start. I believe this is episode 10. So if you would like to listen to that one, then I will also link it in the website as well for this episode. That's it for our podcast episode today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to get the transcripts for this podcast so that you can improve your pronunciation and grammar, and listening skills, you can get them by going to canlearnenglishpodcast.com. Again, that's canlearnenglishpodcast.com. And until next time, bye-bye.